welcome, man. How you feeling? I'm doing good, man. I just uh appreciate you for having me for one. Appreciate you letting me, you know, come on your podcast and do this with you. But um, I'm good. I just finished working out, had to rush back, take a shower and stuff and get ready for this. But I'm good. How you feel? I'm all right, man. Hey, man, the pleasure is all mine. You're doing me more a favor than I'm doing you, man. And I appreciate you coming on here. Um, so you, you said you, you just got done lifting. Like how long, like from like how long you been up? Uh, so every day I get up at six o'clock, even the days where it's like my relaxed day, I just train my body, you know, get up just so I'm in that routine, you know, just getting up early. But, um, I get up at six and, uh, I go to the gym, get there about like eight o'clock and we just do some, we do some stretching, some warming up and stuff around eight 30 for about an hour and a half, two hours. We do a lift depending on the day. So today we did more upper body today and it was, we did some speed training. So I'm a little tight, but you know. Nothing new. I'm not used to. All right. So you're a quarterback. The are are your lists will be are your uh is your like lifting routine like more different than that of a running back or a wide receiver? They try to do that. You know, they try to you know put the workouts depending on your position. But for me, I tell them you know just give me the receiver workouts and like the the workouts that they give you know the the players that you know like defensive back skills players because. What they try to do for us quarterbacks, they try to, you know, limit our lifting and try to do a lot of, you know, mobility and like stretching type of workouts for us. But for me, you know, I feel like I got to lift. I want my body to look good. I want to, you know, I want to have my strength. So I just do the workouts that, you know, skill players do. So, you know, I do the bench, squats, power cleans, the, the uh, deadlifts, all that type of stuff. So I do the pretty much regular workouts that, you know, everybody else does. Are you open to like unorthodox workouts, like like let's say like yoga, or for instance, or more plyometrics to to loosen up your body? Um, I've done that before. My first time uh, doing a yoga yoga session was actually last month. I did it with this uh this certified uh, yoga instructor out of uh, out here in Towson, Maryland. Um, I did that and it was it wasn't bad. It was a good experience, you know. It's definitely new for me, but definitely you know open to doing any type of workouts that are presented to me yeah my my experience is like i have a lot of i have this history of lower body injuries uh you know and like my groin for some reason always strains every time i start working out so what i started doing is like you know lower body days i started splitting between weightlifting and doing yoga just for my lower body and upper mm. body I, i'm still good with yeah I, i'm good lifting you know it's not but yoga does seem to help when uh people when, who uh who have a injury history. I don't know about your injury history, but you know, mine is kind of complex. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So anyway, uh, you just, uh, I seen recently you just signed to a team for, for arena football. Is that right? Yeah. This time with the Columbus Lions of the national arena league. So I'll be signing, I'll be, I'll be going down there in January, 2021, getting ready for the season. And, you know, just, Get back on the field, ball up, and then let that take me to my next opportunity. Is that uh, what are the big big differences between uh arena football and, and and you know regular on field football? What's like the biggest difference you could say? Well, I haven't I haven't officially played yet in arena ball, so I can't tell you the exact differences. But from what I've you know heard and what I've been taught taught and you know last couple months talking to the coaches, what they've been telling me, you know. Um, there's eight players on the field, so it's a little shorter. Field's a little smaller. It's indoor, obviously. It's about 50 yards. Um, a lot more, a lot more passing. 
and you're under center. So everything's going to happen, you know, much more quicker. But um, at the end of the day, it's just football. So it, sh- it shouldn't be nothing new, nothing surprising. If you know how to ball, you can, you know, you can play in any, any, any league, any, any situation. So that's how I take it as. Do you feel like it's more anticipation on how, how uh, the field is going to be more condensed? Do you feel like you, you're going to, it's going to be more like quicker, quick twitch with, since everything, every, everything is so close together? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing they try to, you know, enforce to me is that, you know, everything's going to happen much faster. The throws a lot quicker. It's tight windows because everything is, you know, real small. The field is just is but so big. So, you know, everything is just about, you know, quick feet, quick release, get the ball out, uh, anticipating the throws like you said, and, you know, just, just making a quick decision, making a smart smart reads, and at the end of the day, still being a playmaker at the end of, uh, at the end of it all. It's all about, you know, playing football and making plays and, you know, winning. And even though you're you're assigned, assigned to, to 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 the league to that league, um, you're still uh, open to like uh, if uh, NFL or XFL team is willing to sign you. Yeah, absolutely. So how this works is, you know, Arena League, you're still under a professional football contract, but you know the opportunity. I mean, the goal for all the players there, you know, go to higher level XFL, CFL, NFL. So if you know a team from one of those leagues decides to, you know, bring me in as a workout or, you know, he wants to sign me. My contract doesn't limit me from going there because it's a higher league, higher level. That's where that's where we're all trying to get to. So I'm free to go if any of those teams, you know, call me, bring me in or, or whatever. All right. Um, what was it? And how long, how, like, how long exactly have you been out of football? When was, like, the last full season you played on, on the field, suited up? Oh, last year, November 2019. So I've, uh, I came out 2019, May 2019, last year. Um, that's when I came out, did my draft prep and everything, 2019, May. And uh, I went to a mini camp with the Vikings. And then I signed the Buccaneers as a receiver. They let me go. Then I ended up signing with Montreal in the CFL for the last three games of the season. And I finished out there with them. But um, basically, all 2020, I haven't played any football. 2020, just been training, working out, just getting ready. So it's almost been like a full year now. All right. And, you know, I've seen like uh, – I try to do a little bit of my research right here so I can, you know, know what I'm talking about, you know. Uh, back to your college days, you know, I, I looked up your statistics and, and I also looked at some of your game film uh, or, or highlight tape, to be honest. Um, would you say like your your stat line isn't reflective of, of your play? You you think like you play better than what the if then you play better than just looking at a sheet of paper saying, oh your completion percentage is down or your touchdown interception ratio, but do you feel like like the way you uh, the your play is is not reflective as a stat sheet? Um, well, what I would say is you know I was in a one eleven team. We weren't the best team. We didn't have the wins to prove how how productive we were as an offense. But um, what I will say is that, you know, our offense, were, we weren't, like, terrible. We were we actually uh, did pretty good for uh, our wins. We only had one win, but for the amount of points we scored, you know, you know, rushing yards and passing yards per game, we averaged. I don't think that would define who we were as an offense or – as a quarterback, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that defined who I really am as a quarterback because our offense was basically we 
we built it around, you know, what was effective. And what was effective was, you know, we were, I guess you could say, heavy run team. So we ran the ball a lot more. So if you've seen, you know, how many yards I ran for, you know, a lot of people, you know, on paper, he ran for this many yards. So he's not really a pass, he's a rusher. But then again, you know, I threw 2,000 yards and 20 plus touchdowns. So it's just like, I want to say uh, a piece of paper defines how my style of play is because at the end of the day, if you go back to, you know, my previous colleges, my, at my junior college, you would assume I was just a quarterback. I threw for 25 plus 100, over 24 touchdowns, only ran for, you know, 500 yards and like 10 touchdowns. So at the end of the day, I just feel like, you know, I was productive. We was able to do what, you know, worked for us, even though we didn't get the wins we wanted, but obviously I was productive and I want to let a paper define, you know, my skill set. You know, I just think, you know, you just got to let me play, put me in a situation and see what I can do. Is it a little frustrating how, like, when for quarterbacks, like when it comes to rushing, uh, they're, it's not a, uh, they're not perceived as productive as other players? You know, they're not as perceived as productive as, uh, you know, total pocket passes because, you know, when, when you think quarterback, you're not, you're not really thinking run. That's the, like the thing, you know, Jalen Hurts had his uh, debut, uh, his first start the other day. I mean, his first start the other day. And, you know, they, they, you know, they say, oh, he only threw for 160, but he also ran for like 106. And like, is that, is that a bit irritating how, you know, when it comes to like rushing as a quarterback, it's not, you're not perceived as, as productive, even though as you know, you're still getting your yards in or still that production. Um, I'll just say, you know, at the end of the day, you're in the meeting room with the coaches and players, the people outside that are reporting these things have no clue what's going on in there and why, you know, why you run, why is this happening, why this? So I wouldn't, you know, pay attention to the people who, determines, you know, the perception, oh, he's not really a quarterback, not productive, because at the end of the day, when you're in that meeting room with your offense and your coaches, y'all come up with a game plan. If the game plan is, hey, we're effective, we're putting the ball in this man's hand and it's going to work, that's what's, you know, keeping the offense clicking, that's what we're going to do. And if it's, you know, hey, let's pass the ball for this now, but let's run the ball this much, then, like, that's what's going to happen. So at the end of the day, I just feel like, Whatever your game plan is as a coach and quarterback, you know, y'all stick to that. That's that's what you know is effective. That's what you want to continue to do. And, um, you know, the outside people looking in, you know, just let them have their perception because at the end of the day, all it is perception. They don't really know the truth of what's going on, what's the plan. And, like, you see more, uh, you know, well, the you know, the league is evolving. We're going from, you know, the they're going, the, the you know, the, the sport is going from, you know, the pocket passes like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, all those to, like, the quarterbacks are becoming like more athletic and more mobile. Like, what do you what do you think is attributed to attributed to that? To like the that we the we need quarterbacks to be like more like like full on athletes instead of you know just you know brain game pocket passes and all that. I think it has to do with the production that the quarterback, the athletic quarterbacks have. So as I was saying, you know, quarterbacks that can make plays or if the game plan. And the strategy for the game is, hey, let's put the ball in the quarterback hands because he can make it happen and he can open up opportunities for us. They've been seeing those last few years how productive it's been, you know, like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, those type of guys. You know, it's been proven that, you know, offense can, you know, be top offense in the league. They can produce a lot. It's very effective. So, you know, it's opening up a lot more opportunities for quarterbacks who are not just, you know, typical pocket passers rather than, you know, 
mobile or athletic quarterbacks. It's opened up a lot more opportunities for them because it shows that, you know, you can be effective as a quarterback running the ball as, as much as passing the ball. Yeah, and a lot of young guys, I noticed that, you know, they're, they're still in high school or like in, in, in JUCO, like they're, they're afraid of, uh, of being that, you know, being a little too flashy because they're, they, they feel like it could ruin the recruitment because, you know, everyone wants to be considered, you know, pro style uh, when, when uh, they're looking to, for, for higher ground. But, you know, what do you uh, like? How, how did you like handle that since considering you, you made it to 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 division one playing, playing QB and still was an athletic guy. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to any of that stuff. You know, the whole, Hey, let me, let me chill out with running the ball so I can be considered a pass or let me, let me pass the ball more and run. I didn't do that. At the end of the day, I just, you know, I let the coach put the police plays out and I execute them and whatever it was, I execute them to the best of my abilities. And I tried to, you know, just, play my game, make plays when it happened. And whatever I did, you know, it showed up on the stat board. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're a playmaker, you can make plays. You're going you're gonna to be you're gonna be seen, so. All right. Um, and being an athletic guy, you know, uh, there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of talk, you know, people converting, you know, uh, are you uh, one of those guys that's like, uh, open to converting, uh, converting position? You know, I, I don't mean to, to you know, put this on you, but are you like one of those guys that are open to, to converting position? Cause you know, we've seen that success uh, done successfully at the highest level. Uh, you know, the, for the Washington football team, you know, you, uh, the newest guy is like Jordan Thomas who plays tight end for, for the Washington football team. Uh, you know, we've also seen it with uh, Terrell Pryor, you know, Julian Edelman, uh, Greg Ward for the Eagles. Uh, are you one of the? Are, are you open to like converting if you feel like that's the only way you uh, you can go, go up in the up in the game? Um, I did that last year. So last year, they uh, I went to the Vikings. They brought me in and they you know had me playing running back. Then I went to Tampa Bay. I was playing you know receiver, punt returner, and um, I gave it a shot because you know at the end of the day during that time period. My goal is to, you know, just make it to the NFL. I wanted to make a dream come true. But, you know, as I got up there and I realized, you know, I wasn't having fun with it. I wasn't looking forward to the practices and, you know, the, the you know, the meetings and stuff because it's something I'd never done before. I didn't have fun with it. I wasn't interested in really learning the position. So I just felt like, you know, after they let me go, I told my agent for any opportunities in the past, in the future, you know, NFL, CFX, or whatever. I'm not opening. I'm not open to playing any other position except quarterback. So went up to Montreal. It brought me in as a quarterback. You know, I got got used to you know playing quarterback again. I have fun with it. So I realized, you know, it's not about you know just making it to the NFL for me. It's about having fun and doing what I love to do. And if it's me playing a different position, then then I won't have fun with it. I'm not open to that. Wherever it is that I go, as long as I can play quarterback, and that's what I'm open to because at the end of the day. That's what I've been training for the last, you know, five, six years of my life as a quarterback. That's what I have fun doing. That's what I enjoy doing. And if you're not having fun doing what you're doing, it's not going to last for so long. So I feel like, you know, if I was, you know, open, change my position to something, how long would it really last? Because I'm not really interested in it. I'm not really dialed into that position as much as I am quarterback. So for me, it's all about, you know, enjoying and loving what you do. So for me, it's strictly quarterback. 
Yeah, and I've seen uh, and I've seen plenty of your videos working out, and you know, I've got to say, like, yeah, the way you throw the ball, the the way how tight the spiral is, is just satisfying to watch. And you know, of course, you know, um, as crazy as the league's been this year, you know, we've seen, you know, we've seen the Broncos, uh, like the the league is uh, almost becoming like middle school football. You know, we saw the Broncos play a couple weeks back with uh, with no quarterback, having a practice squad receiver. Uh, 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 start for them, like, uh, look, uh, seeing, seeing that, knowing, uh, being a free agent, how does that, you know, uh, how does that make you, how, how does that make you feel, or how does it make you like perceive, perceive how much, uh, uh how much uh, it takes to get into the league? It just seems, you know, unreal because, you know, this is a billion dollar business, and it's like the league has come to, that's what the league has come to, you know. We don't have no quarterbacks on our roster. Let's just go grab a guy off the practice squad who used to play quarterback. And let's just, you know, throw it up for grabs, see what he does. And it's just like, you know, there's so many quarterback opportunities just keep coming, you know, Broncos quarterback, Jets quarterback at one point, Ravens quarterbacks almost every other week. And it's just like all these opportunities just coming up. And it's like, I know there's so many undrafted free agents and everything like that, but it's just like, you know, for me, I just feel like, you know, I I put out a lot of, you know, videos on my social media and, like, everybody follows me. A lot of people follow me, like, daily. And it's just, like, I just keep getting my message across to people, like, my throwing stuff. Hey, undrafted guy, bring me in for a workout. Twitter, social media. I mean, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever I do. Just keep posting and trying to get across people. And it just seemed like I've been doing this for, like, a year and a half now, and it's still just, like, when can I just get a workout? That's all I need. It's just, it's just like, it's a little tiring. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not one of the people who, you know, complains about waiting and anything like that. I know, you know, you keep God first, everything's going to happen, right timing and everything. But it's just, it just, it just, just, you know, sometimes get tiring just looking like, dang, another opportunity, another opportunity, this doesn't come to them. It's like, geez, when, when is my shot going to come? So that's just how I feel about everything. Yeah, doesn't that uh, when you see situations like that, does it really uh, bring to to attention? Like, of course, you need to you need to work hard to 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 get to where you're at, but also, like, some percentage of it has to be like some luck, like, like luck, like luck that somebody sees sees you, somebody, uh, uh, you you catch someone's attention or something like that. Does that it? Do you feel like it does bring that like a certain amount percentage of it is luck? Um, I guess you could say that because at the end of the day, you know, it's all about who you know and timing, the right time, you know. You got to be in the right position at the right time for what this team needs. So just, I guess you can I guess you can call it somewhat luck. But at the end of the day, you still got to know people. You know the people, the right people. They can put the word in and get you that right opportunity. So I feel like, you know, that's a little bit of both. You know, you got to have luck. You got to be – it's got to be perfect timing for the uh, team that needs – needs need you for their situation and then on top of that you know you have the right agent or you know personnel to you know put you in that radar to get them to you know pour your name yeah and, and the reason i bring that up is because you see a, a a guy like uh a pj walker uh who plays for the panthers you know we uh you know i i we've seen him a little bit you know he he played a little uh some preseason ball for the Colts. you know i heard it's, he's been like cut like 12 times or something but then he like uh, where it really turns around for him is when he went to the XFL, you know, and and played for for here the the Houston for for Houston, 
and he went five and no, and they he was like for the you know the little XFL only lasted like five 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 games something like that, mm-hmm. and like they they can and because of like how much how many plays he was making, they consider we consider you no know, he was considered like the XFL MVP, and oh, now yeah. and now we he had his uh he had a he had a start you know a couple of weeks a few weeks back, and he he actually showed that. He he could actually he he could actually play play in this league. So do you feel like you know that's that's some like what what you need like some you need just you know uh you know that tiny bit of film of you uh, uh of you uh, or that, that tiny uh a wave of hype uh which there's no other way no no other way I could put it like that just that you know you know that a sequence like sequence of plays like anything you need to like you know grab you know some, somebody's attention to get on the team yeah I just think you know I just need opportunity just just put me in a game and you know let me just play and not feel like my game will speak for itself and just go from there you know just being on a being on a big platform like XFL which is you know up and coming league that's growing that everybody died into just give me a shot let me play let me do my thing and you know go from there that's all all right and what's uh uh post AFL? What's your uh? I guess uh want to bring up want to bring up is this because you know most of the NFL you know isn't you know like the superstars we see like you know uh like starters or even the backups backup QBs you know uh, most of the NFL you know they they say the 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 average uh the average life uh, career span in the NFL is three years three years and uh, you know. I would like to, uh, you know, although I would like to talk to like superstars in uh, uh, in the NFL, I like to talk more to like the guys, you know, practice squad guys, you know, guy backups, you know, because that's basically most of the NFL. Uh, guys like you mm-hmm. guys trying to make it, guys trying to find a home still. And okay. so, but I guess what I'm trying to, uh, what, am, what am I trying to say? So what? Oh yeah. What 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 would be your like ideal situation to like, uh, you know, to secure a or to to like secure a job? You know, like uh, uh whatever whatever contract or like keep working your way up, uh, climbing up that ladder. Um, I think if I'm if I'm saying this right, what you're trying to ask is you know, will be like. Are you saying what's what would be a good what would be my you know career after football or? Well, man, what I'm thinking I'm trying I'm trying to put it together because you know, uh, unlike you know some some guys who like like you know you you get these high dra- uh you know high draft picks you know one through round three and you know they basically have a home for like the next three years, but then you get like these late round late round draft picks uh, or undrafted guys and. They're working their way, you know, up the ladder. And I'm, I'm guessing what I'm trying to say is like, are you trying to like, is your ideal situation like getting to like one of those, uh, those top tier of guys, you know, find a home for like three years, you know, keep, uh, play your butt off when, when, like whenever you get the chance? Or are you, are you glad that you're in this situation, you know, this undrafted guy, you know, uh, trying to climb his way up the top instead of, you know, already, uh, uh, I guess uh, you get what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's all about you know just getting in. As soon as I get in there, I feel like the wrestler take care of yourself. Um, obviously, everybody's goal is to you know be that top tier guy, like you know the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilson, those type of guys. But unfortunately, everybody can't be that. So as long as you know, for me, my situation is if I'm in the league, if I'm on the practice squad, if I'm taking second team reps, if I'm a starter, you know, just do it at the highest level and you know enjoy it for the time being, whether that's, you know, long-term contract, whether it's just for, you know, a couple of weeks of season. And I feel like, you know, just once I'm in there as a, you know, player, then, you know, if I'm end up bouncing around and stuff like that, I feel like each each team I go to would be an opportunity, you know, show what I can do. And it makes me that much closer to, you know, getting that, getting that starting spot as a starter. Cause you have all this, you know, experience under your belt, you know, going from team to team where it's practice squad to practice squad, you know, the more experience you have, the more, you know, leeway you have as, you know, a player that's, you know, above all and can, you know, secure a job. Uh. All right. Looking at the uh, – looking at quarter, uh, 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 at other quarterbacks in the league, whose, like, uh, game are you trying to, like, you know, do you look at and say, you know, if I, you know, like, do some – like – I don't want to say play exactly like this guy, or I'm not trying to say play exactly like this guy, but more like who who, who do I want to morph my game uh, towards? You know, like I play like I play receiver. Some guy uh, guys I want to morph my game to is like a guy like you know uh, Jarvis Landry. You know, uh, not not you know not the fastest guy, not the biggest guy, but like you know very uh, very physical, very. Uh, 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 strong hands, you know, uh, very good run after catch. Uh, who, who do you, who do you look at, you know, and say, you know, maybe I could like morph my game, uh, as this guy, um, to, you know, be more successful. I watch a lot of what Iron Rodgers and Russell Wilson try to merge them two together and just take key things that they both do, you know, incorporate to my game, what I can do. So those two people, you know, I look up to, I watch the film on them. I study them. And, you know, I try to, you know, learn some of the techniques and the, the way they play the game and try to piece it to how I play. That way you can bring out the best type of quarterback I can be for those two. All right. That's uh... – right, um, a little bit better. Yeah. It's a – you know, I'm sorry. This uh, is more – this is very interview-like. I'm talking to uh, – you know, I'm talking to, you know, very – more of an interview, interview, uh, less of a conversation. Um, That's cool. However you want to do it, we talk, conversation, whatever. I don't know, like it's because you know, uh, you you you're a guy, you know, trying to make the league. I don't, I don't want to ask like, uh, what's your craziest uh, locker room story? Uh, if you can't tell it, you know, because uh, I don't want to say anything that could get you in trouble. No, you good. I can. I'm free to say whatever I want. <laughs> There's nothing that limits me. I can anything's possible. I mean, anything I can say, whatever. I can talk about anything. All right. Uh, what is your craziest locker room story? Um, craziest locker room story? Let's see. Do I have a crazy one? Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's say I got now. What I wouldn't say it's crazy, but I mean, <laughs> it got hyped up. I was in the locker room with this uh. It's my teammate, and uh, basically, it just it just got into like a little 
little conversation that got well heated for a moment, but it didn't go anywhere after that. But it was just me and the, the linebacker. It was something that happened overnight, and it got brought into the locker room. And we just got into a little, you know, face-to-face -face type of, you know, situation, but it didn't go nowhere after that. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know any crazy locker room situations. Probably funny situations, but no crazy situations. <laughs> Are you one of the, are you one of those players that 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 gets uh gets butterflies or gets a little nervous uh uh before before you go out to play or are you one of those people like this is like you know my environment you know I I manifested it's my it's it's, it's what I'm meant to do. We all I think as football players we all get some type of you know butterflies at some point, no matter how you try to you know hide it by saying you know this is my environment this is how I like at some point everybody you know deep down somewhere feels those butterflies for a second because just like you're so anxious about the game, the situation, you don't want to make a mistake and you're just ready to go out there and, you know, have fun. So, of course, I, you know, get butterflies or like I get nervous for a little bit. But at the end of the day, I feel like nervous comes from, you know, not being prepared, not knowing what to do in certain situations. And for me, any anytime I have a game, I feel like I try to put myself in the best situation as a quarterback by, you know, studying figuring out, hey, what I got to do in every situation possible so that when these when these situations come up, you know, they're not, they're not uh, surprised to me. I always have an answer for them. So, you know, I get a little nervous, but at the end of the day, I'm more confident going into the game because it's like I know I prepare myself for this situation. I know what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to go with the ball. And it's like if I don't have the answer for that, then, I mean, if I have the answer for those, then it's like what is there to be nervous about? You shouldn't worry about making a mistake. All right, now we're starting to loosen up. Um, you ever know any any of those guys? You know, you ever know that uh, that guy that used to get queasy? You know, get the get the runs, and you know the guy who who just you know had to use the bathroom every time, every time you know he was about to play because he got that that anxiety. Uh, yeah, we had a couple players. I felt like they was like that, but I mean, if you ask them, they probably wouldn't tell you personally. But I feel like there's a couple players that I. I would have assumed, you know, hey, he was probably like nervous going to the game or like he he got the jitters, a couple linemen. <laughs> yeah, I used to the the worst part about me is I have bad anxiety and like I remember my first start uh uh playing uh varsity football in high school. It's you know my first time ever, you know, under the lights, you know, band playing. And I just got this panic uh panic attack. I was I drank like a, like three gallons of water uh, that day. Uh, yeah. Then as soon as I stepped on the field, the band started playing and oh, why is my mouth dry? Like shit. Yeah. I was like, where are you from? Where you play ball at? Uh, I'm from Houston. Uh, played ball at Klein Forest High School. Currently I'm going to, I haven't, I haven't, uh, my last season was 2018, 2018. Uh, I haven't played since then. I'm currently mm -hmm. going to, 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 to blend. To, to try to to try for the oh, team. Juco? Yeah, that's Cam Newton one. Yeah, uh, you uh, are you are you a JUCO guy? Yeah, I went junior college for my freshman sophomore year. I went to Lackawanna College up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and how, then how I went would you, to like how would you describe uh, uh, dudes that come from JUCO? Uh, I, I I've heard some people describe it as like you know you're you're just playing like two extra years of high school ball trying to trying to get scouted or recruited. Um, I wouldn't say it was high school ball for sure. 
It's definitely college ball. Definitely well, of course, uh, well, of course, I say it's uh, it's more competitive, but but you know the goal still is is the same. You know, uh, uh, get get enough film, play well, you know, and, and try to. Of course, oh, yeah. it's more from that aspect, yeah, because nobody wants to you know go JUCO for their college career. Like at the end of the day, everybody goes to college for football because the ultimate goal is to go to NFL and doubt you can go to NFL from junior college. So. I guess it's like when you go to JUCO, it's like the recruiting process all over again out of high school. You know, it starts with your grades. Got to keep your grades up. And then on top of that, you know, you're competing with the best of the best in uh, junior college. So you got to ball out, make plays. And you basically got to make a name for yourself so you can get your name out there across, you know, Division One coaches' radars. And luckily, if you, you have that opportunity, you're, you know, one, one of many because – so many players go JUCO trying to, you know, go division one. And the reality of it is everybody's not going D1, not even, you know, 10% of the teams going D1. You know, you might have that three or four players that, you know, get that opportunity to go division one, but it's, it's still like the likely chance of you, you know, going D1 or JUCO is very slim because everybody wants to go D1 and you just think that's not a scholarship for everyone. So, you know, it's still, you know, that recruiting process all over again. But um, it's a grind for sure because junior colleges, you know, are not the best situations, best uh, places as far as, you know, living and everything like that. You know, they don't know where these foreign towns you've never been to. Uh, you know, your practice facilities and environments aren't the best. So it's like you got to, you got to get, you got to make it with what you have, if I can say that. Because you know, junior college, you do not have the best situation with facilities and stuff. Makes you appreciate Division One more. If you went to Division One school, you uh, you you you're, you grind more. It's um more of a grind, and you're just hungrier because you know you're competing with everybody who's trying to get that same opportunity as you. So I just feel like you know, junior college players are you know are hungrier, and they basically have something to uh, you know they have something to prove, kind of. So yeah, that's my take on it. You say you got to keep your grades up when they, when like when you're uh, and through all of college, not just JUCO. Uh, when you when you say that, uh, um, do you are you talking about when when you pick your classes? Are are you taking like career oriented uh, career oriented classes, or are you just taking uh, you know whatever you can you know uh, easily pass to to uh, to stay playing ball? Uh, nah, definitely not that. They definitely go by you know your your core classes, so your math, your English, science, um, history, those type of those type of classes, those are the ones you go. Know, you gotta you gotta have over that three point two GPA to you know accept a Division one scholarship because all the other uh, elect elect classes, those are the ones you know they don't really those don't really count. So it's the core classes, math, English, science, history, those classes that really matter. You in, you you knew any uh any uh uh guys like that who you know just you know uh BS you know bullshitted through their classes and uh and, and, but and and just like scraped by you know trying just still trying to, to 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 play ball. As far as college, um, I mean, there's guys that you know you might have perception he does that, but end of the day. You wouldn't be a Division One player if you want to keep your grades up, because in order to be a Division One player, you gotta have a certain GPA, 
And then once you get there, you have to, you know, sustain that. So if you drop down a certain percentage, they're either going to, you know, take your scholarship away from you or send you home. So one way or another, you can assume, hey, he just BS and getting through blah, blah, blah. Well, he's somehow he's getting his work done because he's still on that team. So that's the reality of it. And like moving your way up the, you know, ladder, like what's the, the, the thing you notice as you like, because, you know, going from Juco, then, then, then D1, then, then a little bit in the league and uh, like, what's the main difference you, you like notice, you know, like the chat uh, when like you're breaking down film was like, all right, this is becoming like a bigger challenge as I, as I move along. Like what's, well, what would that be? Um, let's see. Um, as far as like football wise, I guess, from each experience from, you know, high school, JUCO, division one, NFL, CFL. Um, I'll just say, you know, adjusting to different systems, probably, you know, each system is different. Um, junior college system was pretty easy, pretty simple. More like high school, so we broke our plays down. I got to, you know, Connecticut a little bit harder with the first coach. Where he called his plays, his system was a little difficult. Then had a new coach. He came from the NFL, so that playbook was completely different, a little, little more wordy. You get to the NFL, the full playbook, wordy, lengthy. Then CFL is similar to, you know, NFL is a little wordy, lengthy, but it breaks it down a little bit easier. So it's just like each system has their way of calling plays, wording the plays. This makes it a little, little challenging to, you know, memorize it. But other than that, then the day, you know, that's football. Got to make plays and you got to be able to adjust to the speed of the game, which is, you know, I think one of the biggest worries a lot of players have going up to these levels is, oh, the game should be much faster. But I just think the more you know, the more you understand, the game slows down for you because the more you know, puts you above everybody else, puts you ahead, makes you play faster. So grasping as much knowledge you can and understanding it, I think is the biggest key I would give to people who, you know, moving up every level. Just taking advantage of, you know, learning the plays, learning the system, what's going on, and the game will come to you, slow down to you a lot. Like, I don't know if you're superstitious enough, but like, you do have this, uh, you have any uh, pre-game, pre-game ritual you do to the, before you before you go out on the field? Oh, no, nah, I wouldn't say I have any. I never did anything where it's like superstitious that I could stay consistently doing anything like that. I just, you know, come out there get ready, warm up, stretch and stuff. And then it's going to, I don't do anything specifically where I, you know, been doing it for so long. It's just, I'm not into all that stuff. It's just game day and ready to play. You, you, did you know, did you know anyone like that? You know, no uh, lineman, no lineman who puts uh, his right shoe, then his right cleat. I mean, his right sock, then his right cleat, then his left sock, then his left cleat. Otherwise he'll, 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 he won't uh, have a bad day or something like that. Yeah, I met a lot of players on my teams that have their, you know, rituals who, you know, some players, they, you know, they go pray and they listen to music, they get their arm wrapped and stuff like that. Or, you know, they go out, they walk around the field first, then they go get undressed, stuff like that. So it's a lot of players that have a lot of different uh, rituals. I just was never one personally that, you know, have something that I do consistent on game day that I feel like would, you know, determine, hey, I'm going to have a good day, or if I don't do this this way, then it'll, you know, jeopardize my chances of having a, a good uh, game day. 
do you remember specifically which was your uh uh which was the one that really really caught your attention or was it all just you know uh uh nothing over the top just you know regular regular you know prayer or or no no there's no dude bashing his head into the locker talking to himself no we never had one of those dudes actually you know what now think about it. I think our coach actually. Our coach used to, you know, he used to just headbutt all the players in the helmet for the game. And I just like he didn't have a helmet on. He just barehead just headbutt all the players. So I know how he did that without getting a headache, but that's one that stood out to me. Our coach. That was uh when uh I wanna I think I guess the the one I, I say I like I've uh I've done a bunch of weird stuff uh, in while 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 playing football because I wasn't I wasn't really I was you know that special teams guy third string receiver that you know and my coach's advice to me was you know just have fun you know uh when because I was that guy you know the uh you know the you know just have fun because when you're having a good time everyone having everyone's having a good time. And like, mm-hmm. that was his that was his advice to me. Like you know, if you uh, your opportunity might you know he he straight up told us told told me this you know your opportunity might not come. Uh, but so just you know, have fun. So that mm-hmm. was me. Like I thought about doing this, and I never uh I thought about doing this uh, during practice one time. I never actually did it. It was um. You know, uh, one-on-ones uh, against the DBs, you know, quarterback throw, throwing to us, uh, you know. And there was always, you know, that moment where, you know, there's a lot of uh, trash talking, uh, hand fighting with, with, you know, me and the, me and the DB. I never, I never actually did this, but uh, thinking back on it, it was a good – it would have been a good idea. I was going to – coach had his back turned to us. And that moment, I thought about taking my helmet off, smashing it on the ground, Yell out, and as I'm smashing it on the ground, I'm saying, "I'm gonna yell, coach." My bad. And then I'm gonna toss it to to the DB, make sure he catches it, and then I'm gonna fall back, just grabbing my head and pointing at the DB. And now, and like, I, I I'm glad I never done that. But thinking back on it, I think it was like it would have been a it would have been a great story. Instead of mm. me telling you I should have done that. Mm. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, no. You watch uh you 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 ever watch that Netflix docuseries uh Last Chance You? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I seen that. A couple of my boys was on the first two episodes. I liked it. After the second one. Um actually that's third season, then I just Kind of not, kind of threw me off. It's not, not the same no more. Like what, um, well, I, I, I watched this, uh, last season and, you know, I haven't played for about two years and like what really caught my attention is, you know, there was this scene in the locker room and, you know, the, and the coach said something like, you know, give me two claps and the whole, the whole, you know, I think it was the meeting room and the whole meeting room went clap, clap. And I was like, and I got a little bit nostalgic and and also a little bit anxious because I was like, oh, like it's been too long. I haven't, mm-hmm. I like, like I miss that feeling. But yeah, do you um, you feel like 
you have this fear of you know if like you know the longer you stay out of the game like the 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 more unfamiliar the because you know the locker room and 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 the practice field that's like a different entirely different atmosphere but do you feel like the longer you stay out of it you know the 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 more harder it is to to get back in uh, i know what you mean uh, i know people get that feeling but Oh no. All right, you froze for a second. Um like going back to what we were talking about, yeah. I asked, you know, that that app that you know, longer you stay out, you feel like it's harder to, to, to get back in. Yeah, I feel like I feel like as a player, if you're out for too long or a couple months or so. It'll just, you, you're going to miss that feeling of, you know, camaraderie and, you know, team building and things like that. And I understand that. But for me, it's, you know, as long as I'm staying around players that I train with, that are football, uh, football oriented and, you know, just training, still trying to get that opportunity. I feel like you won't really lose that because, you know, you're around them all day, have that camaraderie with them and build that chemistry and you're able to, you know, talk trash, compete with them daily. So I just feel like, you know, feel like football all over again. Only thing you're missing out is with, you know, just the pads and the full team. So I feel like if, you know, you stay around people that train with you, work out with you and stuff like that, I feel like you won't be really missing too much because same thing y'all y'all be doing that you'll be doing, you know, in a team environment, same sex thing, you know, competing, talking trash, and just, you know, enjoying that brotherhood. The only thing is you don't have coaches, you know, screaming at you daily. So, yeah. Yeah. God, what is it about to, is it about to ask? Shoot. Something about. Oh yeah, you feel like uh, people outside of football and outside of any athletics, for that matter, you know, are a bit out of touch. You know, a bit out of touch to to what you know typical football player. Like you could tell, you know, I could tell this. The, I, I I one time said, uh, you know, uh, I need to get back. I need to get back in shape, and they told me, like, what are you talking about? Uh, you look you look great. And I was like, no, I mean, I mean, football shape, you know, I need my body to, 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 to be at the level where it could withstand damage. And I was like, and like, you feel like, you know, and I one time said this, I, I say like football players should, uh, if you're in the uh, playing football in, in high school, you should get like a, a, a foreign language credit because it's, it's a entirely different uh, a language you're speaking when you're on, on the field. Like I could say, you know, like receiver talk, you know, uh, on on a twenty four waggle. I'm gonna need you to to get some out, get outside leverage, stack the DB, then and and, and uh, give give yourself a cushion, then then and, and and look for the ball as soon as you break out. Like if you say that to someone who's outside of football, they completely do not they do not they do not know what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. you feel like like people like a lot of you know. Like people who who aren't in football take take you know take that for granted or or you know just uh, they're at a place where they could never understand. Uh, I feel like every sport has their own you know, language, you know the stuff they talk about. Because when it's football, basketball, soccer, whatever, you know you step into their environment and they just saying stuff that you know unfamiliar with you because you're not familiar with the game. So I feel like you know everybody, every sport has their own language. As far as, you know, football, ours is pretty different. But um, 
like just if you was to walk into a soccer field, step into a huddle with a soccer player and just listen to them, it's like, what the heck are they talking about? Or you know, basketball. Exactly. You go to <laughs> basketball, basketball court and just listen to them, you know, call plays and, you know, call their checks and stuff like that. It's just there's a little form because you're not under your understanding, not used to it. So for like people that don't know football, they're foreign to football, do that football same situation, they don't understand it. It is a new language to them, something for them since they're not used to it. But I think uh, football is on, the, on another level to that. You know, you can't, you know, like somebody who doesn't know anything about soccer can just like flip, flip, uh, turn on the soccer game and, and, and watch and understand what's going on. Someone who doesn't understand basketball can just watch basketball and, and understand what's going on. But when you look at football and, you know, I have like I have to explain this to my dad. My dad is... uh. You know, I have to explain to both my parents, like, uh, like, you know, they scored a touchdown. Like, why they put six points up like that? That's how much a touchdown is worth. Or like they throw a flag. Why they throw that? Why they throw a flag? Because because uh, illegal formation. Like, how's the, how the fuck is it supposed to uh, is it supposed to look? And like, you know, just saying like football is like a totally different, like a, a totally, totally different beast when it when it comes to like. You know, it has, you know, the most complex rules, the most uh, the most complex point system, I, you, you could say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Last, mm-hmm. last thing, uh, last thing I want to br- bring up, you know, uh, I know I don't I don't mean to offend you or, or like or and it's OK. Like you're not thinking about this now, but like um, what what like what avenues are you exploring or like, you know, for, for life after football? Um, right now, I'm into, uh, you know, training kids as far as football, you know, youth, high schoolers, players that, you know, trying to get to that next level, basically helping them, coach them, with, uh, based off my experience or what I've learned. Now, you know, pass that knowledge on down to them, hopefully give them the opportunity, you know, reach the higher level that they want. So as far as, you know, life after football, coaching and teaching, um, I had a little bit of experience teaching like during this 2020s year since uh, all football, you know, wasn't really playing football this year, just been training, you know, for work. I was uh, working as a teacher at this high school, just being able to, you know, be around kids and teach. And then right after school, you know, go out in the practice field, train with them, throw with them. And I just felt like, you know, I enjoyed that. That's what I want to get into as a career. Got my degree in uh, urban community. So, so like you so even after your days of playing, you still feel like you you want to be a part of the sport, whether it's uh, in 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 coaching, right? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of players, majority of the players that you know finish football get some type of coaching revenue. I mean, avenue, whether that's you know coaching, training, fitness, anything like that, they still want to be active, and you know whether that's working out, giving knowledge, training, anything like that, because just like. That football, that football uh, camaraderie atmosphere is just hard to, you know, get away from and just, you know, put it down for good. So, you know, even if you're done life after football, you still, you know, think about it, have moments. So you do, you know, get into coaching and you kind of can relive them from a different uh, viewpoint. Yeah. And, like, I don't want you to, to uh, understand if you don't want to think think too deep into it because, you you know, right now you're still in the game. You're still, you're still playing. But, like, you feel like coaching has that similar uh, atmosphere of competitiveness. You know, you're coach coaching at, let's say you start coaching 
as a position coach at the at the at the high school level then you get promoted to oc then you get promoted to you feel like it's it's the same competitive atmosphere uh, like as playing as moving up the ladder yeah absolutely you know the ultimate goal as a coach is to make hot be hey coach that's what everybody aspire to be but you know you gotta take baby steps from that you gotta start off small you know ga intern whatever work way up to position coach coordinator and then you know head coach and hopefully you know go from head coach to you know whatever levels to take you after that. But I think that's it's still the same situation. It's a, it's a process. You know, you got to work your way up. You got to build a, you know, build a resume behind your name so it can get you into uh, these open opportunities. And you got to have a lot of experience. So that's what I think. That's my take on it. Yeah. What is, um, what is like some advice you would give, you know, not only to, to young quarterbacks, but, you know, like any any player, you know, trying to, you know, who's who's working, you know, who's grinding, trying to uh, uh, make to make some of themselves in this world. What like what's some advice you would give them? I would say if there is anything you want to do, I feel like you can do it um, as possible. Uh, I would say biggest thing to, you know, achieving success or getting to where you want to go is, you know, you got to be consistent in what you're going to do. You got to have a plan how you're going to go about it. And you got to believe in yourself because I feel like for me, through my experience, those three things that I stuck to, you know, I had a plan, had a vision. Hey, if I want JUCO, I had success there. I want to go to Division One. After I go to Division One, I had success there. I want to go to the NFL. So that was my plan. Um, I mean, that was uh, that's what I wanted to do. Then, you know, I put a plan together. So I'm like, okay, what I'm going to do is, you know, you know, I got a ball out on each level. And then uh, from after that, I felt like I got to, you know, get attention from people. So what I did was, you know, I started posting videos, social media, then, you know, posting videos, tagging people, getting everybody watching me, working out videos and stuff like that. Then it brought more people attention to me, more coaches and more players just, you know, acknowledge how I work out and stuff. And then from there, it's just like, okay, now I got to be consistent at it. So I've been doing that for like a year and a half, two years, just, posting, 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 tagging people, getting everybody's attention, coming across people. Then, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to believe in your plan, believe in your strategy, believe it's going to work because, you know, it's going to be some ups and downs. Sometimes it's not going to be working out. You'll feel like it's a waste of time. You'll feel like giving up, but that's when you got to push your hardest. You know, you just got to really believe, hey, I started for this for a reason. I ain't going to stop now just because you have a little bump in the road. So you just got to, you know, believe in your plan, believe it's going to work, stick to it, be consistent. And then, you know, success will happen because all this, like most of my opportunities that I've been presented with, you know, even JUCO and uh, going to UConn's, I, the way I met the, you know, connects from these people, like the coaches that recruited me or the people that, you know, got me to these situations, the way I met them, like my agent, stuff like that. They all said, you know, I've seen your videos on social media. So I feel like, you know, my social media plan is working, you know, just pushing my social media out there my workouts and stuff like that and just being consistent in it. And I'm going to keep doing that until I get an opportunity in the NFL. So I just, those, that's what I think, you know, the best advice I tell somebody who's uh, trying to be successful or trying to, you know, be in a position I am, I'm in, or even, you know, reach that next opportunity, whether that's, you know, getting a scholarship, just have a plan, believe in it and, you know, stay consistent in it. And I don't mean to sound too, uh, too cliche, but if you could go back to like your days, you know, any days, high school, you go through high school, college, uh, JUCO, college, 
uh, you know, to up till today, would you, like if you could go back, would you do anything differently or are you satisfied with what, like what, how you handled it and what you've done? I think I would. I wouldn't do anything differently because, you know, I appreciate every opportunity I was presented with and, you know, going to junior college, I appreciated that. And that was a great opportunity for me. It taught me a lot about myself and it just, it just opened my eyes to a lot of things. If I could change one thing though, besides my whole no journey, it was just high school, my grades. I'll probably change my grades, you know, took my grades more serious coming out of a uh, high school because I felt like I didn't know too much about the recruiting process. So my grades weren't really a priority to me. I just felt like, you know, hey, let me, let me ball off so I can get recruited. And then when I realized that's how important it was, that grades were important, I would definitely, you know, stepped it up with my grades. That's it. All right, Dave, uh, Dave, um, I appreciate you coming on here. You know, uh, you know, I try to, you know, like, you know, usually I'm more talkative uh, in this podcast. You know, I like to, you know, get crazy, you know, story time, whatever, you know, tell, tell you know, stories. But, you know, this time I want to, you know, let you talk, you know, uh, let it be more about you, uh, which is I apologize if I look if it was, you know, a little too, you know, choppy interview like instead of a conversation but uh, I'm, I want, like I want to thank you for coming on here like anything you want to say before we wrap this up oh uh, no I just appreciate you for having me appreciate you letting me you know do this opportunity talk to your podcast get you to uh, you know learn a little bit about me and my my journey I appreciate you for having me um everybody that's watching you know tune in uh keep watching got some good stuff coming up and uh Hopefully 2021 will be a better year for us and everybody else.